the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here at your service. You're welcome to give us a call if you have a car question or car problem, and now's the time to do it because we've got open line 602-508-0960. Mike from Mike's Auto Tech, 67th Avenue South of Northern, is sitting here next to me, and he's going to be flying wing today. And together, the two of us would appreciate it if you'd tell us your make and model. And then turn around and give us kind of the symptoms. Because how many years have you got in the business? How many years? Um, well, I I'm just turned 60. And uh, my dad's opened his own shop in 65. Uh, okay. So I was rolling around in undercars with him back then. And the shop was right next to the house I grew up in. And so it's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. That's something that we don't see very often because there's. I can think of a lot of shops at the uh, in the old days that I rec- I I was honored to be a part of their their group. I can think of one one shop where they were really experienced. Two brothers and I had this Ford that I'd just done a timing chain, and as soon as you put it on the freeway, it overheated. And so we did head gaskets twice. Okay. We did all kinds of work on that. Ever run into that after a timing chain? Well, I've probably seen a little bit of everything and okay. anything. Okay. Um, but it's, nothing surprises me anymore, and uh, and there's always something challenging around the corner. Okay. Well, there's a temperature sender on top of the thermostat housing. Okay. And there's three vacuum lines to it. Okay. So the middle one is distributor for timing. Mm-hmm. And we had the vacuum line switched, so oh. it had no timing. Okay. So when you got on the freeway, it didn't advance, and it overheated. Interesting. And so it was a simple mistake, but Al Kitts mm-hmm. from Kitts Automotive, I finally took it to him, and I said, I really need some help. And Al was, him and his brother Alvin were just, and he walks outside, and he lifts the hood, and he looks at it, and he kind of, he goes, and he switches the vacuum line. There you go. Amazing. And I said, "Are you?" He says, "Son, you got to have made the mistake mm-hmm. in order to know that." Right. right, right. <laughs> he says, "We've done the same thing. <laughs> we used to buy brake pads by the case. Remember the D fifties? Oh yeah. That f- I think they fit every Ford in the whole wide world. Yep. And we used to buy those together, mm-hmm. and we had more buy-in power. Right. Him and I bought Freon way back when. This was gosh in the s- late seventies, early eighties." We bought Freon, um, the big 20, are they 20, 20 pounds or 20 gallon or? 30 pounds. 30, that's right, 30 pounds. And we'd buy those together, and then we'd split them up. 
and um, and you made a lot more money when you bought in volume mm-hmm. than you did everybody else. But Al used to also do um, pricing. So he'd him and his brother would call around and, as customers and, mm. and stuff. So he would send me give give me that information. This is long before internet and stuff like that. And it was interesting because if he was at two dollars a pound and the market was at one seventy five, mm. he'd stick there because he says I don't have any complaints. Mm. But if I was at a buck fifty, then I'd move up a little bit, tuck mm. myself underneath this average that he's come up with. Mm-hmm. So we constantly did that. But those two guys were, <laughs> they had a bearded guy named Nick, and Nick could fix anything. He was a heavy line guy. Um, if you pulled a freight liner in there, he'd pull the six cylinder out in you know four hours or something. <laughs> he was just a, a wizard when it came to that. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. I've got some do's and don'ts, and actually they're all don'ts. Okay, this is to drivers of cars. Okay, it says don't wear your seatbelt. You'll look fine with stitches all over your face. <laughs> it says don't insist that other people wear their seatbelts. Hell, they won't, heck, they won't hurt you as they fly around the inside of the car with the crash. Mm. And we had that not too long ago, not in my family, but it was one I, I, don't pay attention to train crossing arms and lights. It's more fun to exit your car in 1.1 seconds. Wow. These are things that everyone can relate to. Don't drive the speed limit. You can meet some hot chicks at the traffic survival school. <laughs> now, what bothers me about that is that's definitely focused towards guys. Mm-hmm. There's no question. Cause it w- Don't get even with all the people who accidentally tried to merge into your lane. Remember, road rage always sends one or m- both drivers to jail. <laughs> So just, I thought that these were sort of funny. Don't ignore how old your tires are. Just drive them till you can see the air inside the tire. Right. <laughs> so, you know, you just go on and on and on about this. Oh, we got a caller. Gil, who might that be? Say hello to Lee. Lee, good morning to you. Hi, thanks for taking my call. You bet. So I have a 2012 uh, Ford Transit Connect van. Okay. I bought it as a work truck. Uh, full disclosure, when I bought it, it wasn't running, and the airbox uh, had been removed. The airbox? You're talking about the airbox for the, you know, the air filter or the airbox yeah. that's on the firewall? The, uh, the filter box. Okay, the air filter box. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the air filter box. Um, everything looked to be there, so it connected everything back up. Started it up, and... Uh, Actually started it without the the math, uh, or without the airbox attached. Ran fine just to see if it would run. Put everything back together. Attached uh, the connector to the math sensor and uh, wouldn't run. Would start and then stop after about ten seconds. Okay. So what I'm getting uh, have a. Uh, code reader. I'm getting a, a math out of self test on the on the key off self test. I'm getting a P1101, which is a math out of self test range. And um, I changed the math. Uh, How much did that cost? Forty bucks. Forty bucks for a mass airflow sensor. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, I was pretty surprised. It was pretty cheap too. 
and it, I, and it also I think has the uh, intake air temp on that mast. Okay. So anyway, you replaced a whole bunch of parts, and you're calling us because you haven't fixed it. Right. Okay. Well, the fr- Mike's shaking his head, so he's second, but the code doesn't mean that the mass airflow sensor is bad. Right, right. It doesn't mean that, so, you, you know, you wasted 40 bucks. The real question is, is this a math talking to the computer? So it usually has three or four wires, and one of them is 5 volts in, one of them is return, and one of them is a ground and in your case, it may it may have a heater in it or not. So you have to go to the MAF and see if it's talking and it has the necessary 5 volts. Then if it doesn't have the 5 volts, you got to go backwards and find out how come it doesn't have 5 volts. And then if it's talking or not talking. And normally it's not talking because there is no 5 volts. And, and idle, the return on 5 volts is 1 at idle, and 5 is wide open throttle like Mike drives most of the time. So when you when you look at this, there's some diagnostic process that ha- you have to go through and you have to understand the, the mass airflow sensor, it, everything pretty much talks in 5 volts. So we send one to it. This is kind of a rough estimate. We send one to it, and it sends us back. So if it's, we send one to it, and it sends us back a three, it's cruising down the road, half throttle. So those are the kinds of things that you have to have. Now, when you put your math ser- air sensor, is it in the duct work that goes to the motor? Yes, <clears throat> yes, it is. And according to the, uh, when I run it, uh, the math is returning the 3.49 pounds per minute. Uh, pounds per minute? Yeah, it's in pounds per minute. I'm not quite sure why that is. I've seen a lot of different, where it could be returning a voltage or a... Well, we don't deal in in. I, we neither one of us. We're shaking our heads. We don't. We don't know what pounds per minute means. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't okay. But, well, know, I, I did test the. Um, I test the voltage going into the map. It's got six lines going in. Okay. Which is because I guess of the uh, intake air temp sensor that's attached to it. But one of the lines, it is getting twelve volts. It does have a good ground. And one of the lines with key on is given at 4.98 volts. I didn't think it was supposed to until it started, but maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's the 5 volts I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. We can fix your car. Um, Mike, if you took it into your shop, um, what would be the bracket for diagnostic on something like that? Uh, as low be, as and as high as. Anywhere from 100 to 175 yeah, not knowing what's wrong with it, all of us are going to bid it a little high, so we can be a hero as opposed to a dog. And if it's one point eight or one point nine, and we bid it on the top end at one point seven, then normally we're not going to bill that because we have to go back and get more money. But the real question is: is you don't have a clue as to where all those wires go and what they're supposed to do, and so that's part of the process. But now I want to go back to the question I asked you. Um, the air tube between the mass airflow sensor and the mouth of the motor, is it new? No, it's an existing, um, uh, you know, off of the, um, uh, not the carburetor, but the throttle body. That's why I said the mouth of the motor. Here's what I'm getting at. If that thing is not, if there's any holes in that, and it's a bellowed, so it's like a vacuum cleaner hose, yep. if there's any holes in it or any tears in it, that's going to completely fool everything. 
light. So I sprayed. I, at first, I thought it might be a vacuum leak, that I might have not hooked something up. It's so not a vacuum leak. Right. It's, it's not a vacuum leak. It's none of the things, obviously. It's not a mass airflow sensor. So when you got it, it had some work done to it. God knows what harnesses are plugged in. God knows what grounds are missing. God knows as if there's five volts to everything or half of it. You know, no one knows, and it's not uncommon for us to have a mass airflow sensor code, but it not be the mass airflow sensor. It could be a throttle body gasket where the motor's getting unmetered air. So but wouldn't, that got, give a, wouldn't, wouldn't that give a, because it, 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 uh, the fuel trims are negative, uh, negative 27. So that would kind of... Okay, cool I, I can't argue with you because I'm up against a break. Um, you can tell us whatever you want, but the, really, Lee, um, we're asking you questions that you can't answer, and and we're not. I mean, we're not going to worry about trims till we get the mass airflow sensor to talk, and so we don't care what the trims are. So I, I don't know how that works, but you, I, you only have two choices: either continue to guess and throw money at it, or go hire somebody to track it down. And there's times. About ten, Mike. Ten percent of the time, it's one of those that costs 150 to find it and two dollars to fix it. Sounds about right. Ten percent, not ninety percent, but ten percent. Anyway, Lee, I got to run, but six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. If you'd like to join us, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Mike from Mike's Auto Tech, sixty seventh Avenue in South and Northern, and Mark Salem, and we'll be right back. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Would you know what to do if you encounter a wrong-way driver? Let's hope you never find out. But if you ever do see a wrong-way driver coming at you, slow down, safely steer away, and get off the roadway. At night, drive defensively and be aware of what's ahead and around you. And if you see a sign warning of a wrong-way driver, safely move toward and take the next freeway exit on the right. Drive aware. Get there. Sponsored by the Arizona Department of Transportation in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop star's concert. Do you A, wear earplugs? Isn't this fun, Dad? I have a soft pretzel. B, remember the moment with matching concert t-shirts. That's going to be 180 bucks. Or we can just take a photo. C, show her how you used to do concerts. We're going crowd surfing! I can't! It's too heavy! Oh my god! Ah. Or D, just roll with it. 
OMG! He just looked... I love you, Justin! I love you! When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org slash az. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And at 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. The mechanic 20 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock, and I know I'm coming in hot, Gil, because I can hear myself. <laughs> and... Uh, and so I'm going to turn me down just a little bit based on my meters. And uh, anyway, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, Mike from Mike's Auto Tech, 67th Avenue, South and Southern. Between the two of us, we're pretty close to 100 years. South and Northern. South and Northern, I'm sorry. You're right, north, thank you. North of Southern. Yeah, <laughs> I understand. But Mike and I have been around a long time. Both of us have gray hair. And uh, and so we're we're going to do our best to help you. Again, it's 21 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock. we got open lines available. We're going to go to Ray and Bob first. But, Ray, you're first. How can we help you? Hey, Mark. Uh, 2001 Toyota Camry. And I have around, it seems around like the rear driver's side fender, a thud or a clunk. On a smooth road, doesn't show up. But, uh, you know, then you start going through little cracks on the road and... Uh, it seems much more pronounced. Well, the the fact that it's bouncing, it it appears to me that uh, when the car is on an uneven surface, um, it probably is worse than when you're on a flat road at slower speeds. Correct. Okay. Even even on a smooth highway, nothing. But you know, just you know how the streets are here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you get the little cracks, and all of a sudden it's like, wow. Yeah. Mike, what do you think? You said it's an 01 Camry? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mike. Okay. Well, you might have just simply dry suspension bushings. Has anybody been underneath it to inspect the suspension for you? Uh, no, I haven't. I couldn't. I shook, and I looked. Mm-hmm. I, I got nothing. Well, you got to be able to try to duplicate it on the ground if possible have an assistant bounce the car and see if you can hear it and if you've got a drive on rack you can yeah, lift that's, it up yeah that makes it real and, handy and what we want to do is we've got two pieces of the suspension that are joined at a at a rubber joint or something like that so we're looking for one piece to move and the other piece not to move so we're kind of looking at that we're looking at the shock absorbs the rear shocks and we're looking at top mounts and bottom mounts and as we bounce the car we can put our hands on stuff in the suspension if we can get it to happen by bouncing the car we can touch it and once we touch it we'll know what it is 
that probably is fifty, sixty dollars. You got two guys, and it's going to take them at least twenty minutes. Rack it, look at it, stuff like that. So I'm going to I'm going to open it up to sixteen to ninety because some guys are going to build two two techs for that. Mm-hmm. But that's really what has to happen. Is now here's something else um, you can help us with that'll save you some money. You get in the back seat, and you have your wife drive, if not your girlfriend, but not both. And <laughs> you go down the road and get it. Find out a place that it happens, and you sit on the passenger side. Then you sit on the driver's side. The question is: Is what do you? Which side do you think it's on? So you're in the back seat, and you're in a really good position to, to make that happen. So that'll help you. That'll save you oh, probably forty-five dollars, thirty to forty-five dollars in diagnostics if you can just focus it on driver's rear or passenger rear. So what well, we're part talking of using my rear in the rear to. Six a rear uh, clunk. Okay. Yeah, I'm not touching that with a ten foot pole. <laughs> I understand what you said, <laughs> but I, I'm not touching that. But it is funny, and you're right. Make sure all the junk's out of the trunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's something rolling around in the it, trunk. And there could be that. That we had a gas smell on a lady's car. She wouldn't give us the key to the trunk, and we had the car in there three times. So finally, we just popped the back seat out of it, and we we took a long screwdriver and popped the trunk. She had a gas can that was tipped over, but she had a bunch a bag going to Goodwill of underwear. Mm. And so that's why she wouldn't give us the trunk key is because oh. she hadn't dropped that off in underwear. So we called her and we said, hey, we know what it is. We're going to clean it up. Do you want us to drop the clothes you have wrapped up at the local Goodwill? And she goes, you got into the trunk. <laughs> I said, yeah, we did. Anyway, Ray, good luck to you. I'm going to put you down for a suspension clunk because I think that's what you're talking about. Is this, But I don't want you to tell the shop it's a suspension. You just, And if you say, I can duplicate it, have the technician ride in the back seat, that's something that typically, not Monday morning or Friday afternoon, but that's something typically a shop would let you know. Okay? At a time when they have clean pants. Okay, sounds great. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Well, All right, Bob, you're up next. How are you? Morning, guys. On a 2015 Equinox with 138,000 miles, um, they're telling my wife she should replace the shocks and struts just like as a maintenance thing because of the mileage. But yeah. I don't really see any problems. I mean, it, she's just about worn out her second set of tires, but I don't see any irregular wear on the tires or anything. Uh, Mike, you want to go first? Well, struts and shocks that, that do have a lifespan of, say, 100,000, give or take. Uh, they're kind of like uh, wearing an old pair of shoes. You don't know the difference until you put those new shoes on. Yeah, uh, they they do affect the overall suspension, handling and control, braking and roll and of the bra- body and braking as well. So, go drive a new Equinox at a dealership. Pretend like you're going to buy it, but and then then get in yours and see the difference. Okay, now I'm going to tag on to that. First of all, your car's been around the equator um, almost six times. So we have to keep that in perspective. It's 24,840 miles around the equator. So let's call it 25, and you'll, get, you'll see where I get six times, almost six times. I'm, I'm with Mike that it's probably, and you don't know that it rides bad until you put a full set of struts and shocks on that, and then you're going to know it. But I also want to tell you this. We're in the habit of saying to somebody, we put struts all the way around and we put struts on the front shocks on the back do you notice a difference and they smile and they go oh yeah it's all the difference in the world 
but then half of them say this. I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> the cost <laughs> and the difference, it's a noticeable difference, and it's a better difference. But in reality, what I gained is quite different than what I paid. And, you know, you can put struts on a car for 1000 to 1500 bucks. just depends on, and that includes an alignment and all the other stuff you need. So I don't know that I agree that we should be telling you that you need struts and shocks. I agree that we tell you. 100,000 miles is about the life. I tell my customers if we put struts of shocks on it, there's a good chance you're going to say it rides better, but it wasn't worth the 800 to $1,500. So, but keep in mind this too. The strut is, and shock is supposed to push the tire on the ground. So in a, in, a, in a driving avoidance maneuver, you're trying to avoid a cow or a horse or a stupid car, it, you're going to hope you have good struts and shocks to push the tire on the ground. There is going to be a difference in safety and drivability, but it's going to be um, it's going to be small. So, all righty, thank you, Bob. That's a good question, and and you probably run into the same thing all if you time. ask them on the backside. Well, how do you think it rides? It rides fine, but I would have never spent twelve hundred dollars for the difference. So six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Real quick, I went to a website. And they, this guy owns a car repair shop. How many times should you visit your repair shop in a year? It's real easy for us to take that and and make it butter our bread. This this is going to be something. And, and the answer is four, but not with a synthetic oil and not with some of the newer model cars. It's one. Right. So then uh, what causes an alternator to fail prematurely? I think they're looking for this is the symptoms you should look for. But in reality, nobody knows when their alternator is going to fail. Right. Nobody knows. Why choosing an auto repair shop to call home could save you from needing your car towed. So we can't do that either. 602-508-0960. We don't have a crystal ball, and we can't use it for you because otherwise we'd use it for us. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Join Online Trading Academy for Retire Young, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and Sundays at 8 a.m. If you're one of the millions who lost wealth or income during the last market crash, tune in Saturdays at 9 a.m. and Sundays at 8 a.m. Learn to invest and trade like the pros. They teach the principles of how to build wealth and how to plan for a more secure retirement. And at OTA, they practice safe and responsible distancing. Listen to Retire Young Saturdays at 9 a.m. and Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on 960 The Patriot. 
We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. America's wounded warriors are coming home. After serving on foreign shores, these brave men and women are returning to their families and communities. Many have wounds you can see, and many have wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Now that these warriors are back home, they are ready to enter the civilian workforce. To help, Wounded Warrior Project has developed the Warriors to Work program a career counseling service that helps warriors translate their military experience to the civilian workplace. These extraordinary men and women bring proven world-class job skills and a unique perspective on teamwork to the job. And to ensure the right warrior finds the right job, Wounded Warrior Project works with employers to find just the right match. When you hire a wounded warrior, you hire an intelligent, talented, and committed new employee. Contact Wounded Warrior Project at findwwp.org. Welcome home the brave. Patriot app tip number six. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more, all on the Patriot app news feed. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. You have questions. Let us be the answer. 960 The Patriot. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and Mike from Mike's Auto Tech is here. He's 67th Avenue, south of Northern. Correct. Not north of Southern, like Mark screwed up there before. <laughs> so anyway, the lines are wide open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. you got a one-in-five chance right now. Gil, I can hear him snoring. He's the engineer. He's actually flying the plane. Mike and I are sitting back in the first-class section. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Automatic Transmission Exchange. They've been around since 1968. Phil's been there since 1968. So he's gone through the power glides all the way up to the electronics. And I've said before, the old transmissions did everything with vacuum and throttle pedal and speed. But the new ones, this computer shift in them, and we have solenoids, and the solenoid can be left and right, or it can be left, middle, and right. But the computer is talking to those solenoids, and that makes it shift into one, two, three, four, five, six. They know how to do all of that. So if you're in Phoenix, the only shop I can recommend is Automatic Transmission Exchange, 40th Street, and Washington. One of the things that bothers me, Mike, a lot is is that there's there's lots of self-serving rules that shop owners come up with. You have to bring your car in, in every 90 days for us to check it over. We don't even take our own cars in 90 days. We don't take our kids and our wife's car in for 90 days unless it's a 1963 Corvair or something. Mm -hmm. So the idea that it's different for other people. 
there's a um, one of the guys answers this my brake fluid light has been coming on intermittently following significant pressure what should i do what and and you answer that significant pressure yeah What's so i guess it's it's rather than coast to a stop with a one to five pedal application it's a one or a two she's coming on to it at three or four significant pressure oh okay well some of those cars have uh, sensors in there for low low fluid level. Yeah. So if he's leaning into the brakes, then the that's the fluid is shifting, and probably the sensor just needs brake fluid. And and not only that is is the question really is 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 the light orange or red, yellow or red? Right. Red means stop. Right. Red means get it in and get it fixed. But yellow almost always means there's some maintenance like you said it needs some brake fluid so when you talk about that then you you wonder how self-serving is that that you better bring it in and let us diagnose it why don't you you, it's a customer just drive by we'll send somebody out there and look at the brake fluid and and what's what's the light well it's yellow okay we'll just continue to drive it's okay when it turns red then you know you need to stay away from it Another good guy in your neck of the woods, south of you quite a ways, is Larry Harker's Auto. They've been around since 1967, a year older than Phil over at Automatic Transmission Exchange. Harker's Automotive, Bob and Ellen run it. Ellen's at the front counter. Bob's running the shop, and then they have Jeremy. Jeremy is a world-class master tech. He's passed every test they have. So it's kind of like he's a Ph.D., mm-hmm. And that's trucks and buses and paint and body and transmissions and everything. Now, you can pass eight tests and be a master tech like I am. Are you? Yes. Okay. So we got two masters here, but to go out there and do 70 or 80 tests in an area that, I mean, I wouldn't have a chance of doing paint right. and body. I wouldn't have a chance of doing big Freightliner trucks. But anyway, this kid's smart, and I really like him. So if you got one of those things where you turn right at 22 miles an hour and something is barking at you, and it only happens every once in a while, but you can duplicate it, then that's the kind of customer we want with a problem like that, and especially it's duplicatable. It's not something that only happens on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock because then we're going to have to have the car and have somebody drive it at Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. When you have that intermittent problem, you only have two choices. Start guessing with education, and your shop can do that, or wait till it gets worse and easier to find. That's really the only two options you've got. So let's go into Mark's do's and don'ts. Don't ignore how don't ignore how old your tires are. Just wait till you see the air inside. Um, don't strap your kids in the car. You won't regret it after the kids are seriously injured because you didn't belt them in. Uh, don't blame the other driver for causing the crash unless you know for sure they don't have a dash camera. (laughs) And the airbag module will tell on you as well. Yes, it will. So the airbag module knows. um, Not too long ago, I was investigating a situation where the lady said, you know, I was driving along minding my own business at 15 miles an hour in a 45 zone, and all of a sudden this car came out of nowhere and hit me, and it was a complete surprise. But the airbag module said she's doing 51. The airbag module says she never hit the brakes. The airbag module shows she was up against a red light because all the people on the opposing street stopped to give aid, and they all told the officer, we had the green light. So it kind of tells on you, so it's better just to say, I don't want to talk to you, as opposed to uh, telling the police a uh, 
a lie. Don't let those TV ads scare you. Use your cell as much as you can when you're driving. Remember, 55 miles an hour, you travel the length of a football field in 3.6 seconds, which is the length of a yellow light. So you're traveling a football field wow. every three, um, let me find this again, three to five seconds. And it's important for you to know you look down, you dial, and you look up. Depending on your speed, you've traveled half of a football field and a football field, and sometimes on the freeways, you're well past that. So it's a good idea to just kind of avoid that look around. Not too long ago, I was riding with another cowboy up in Payson, mm-hmm. and he reaches for his hone, and the right side tires go off the road. No. And I said, oh, whoa, 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 I'll, I'll answer your phone. <laughs> you but we're going kind of a, a gr- gradual left. The phone rings. He looks down, but steering wheel straight ahead. And so we, we dragged the side of the road, and, um, and then I told him, you got to stop drinking or I'm not going to ride with you anymore. <laughs> 602-508-0960. Uh, when you and your wife, or you and your girlfriend, I have to clarify that, um, <laughs> um, act up in the car, don't stop in your lane on the freeway to finish the argument. That's a that's a bad idea, and that's happened before where people will swap. Right. You think you can drive better? Then you get over here, and they right. just stop in the freeway and they switch places. <laughs> Nevertheless, and then I'll tell you something else that I found that this was interesting. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. If you have a car question, for the first time since the Great Recession, the average U.S. car dealer operated on a financial loss in two thousand eighteen, and that also extends to two thousand nineteen. All of the income streams from the different departments. New cars, used cars, service, parts, financing, aftermarket warranties, stuff like that. All that lost 13000 last year compared to a 430000 profit in 2013. So how would you like to go from we lost thirteen, but in reality we lost more than that because last year we did 430 And now the dealers are dependent on a conditional income or strings attached financial financial incentives. We all seen that. I'm not beating up the dealers. People just need to understand what the economy's like. I think what bothers me the most is I see somebody buy a car and I see desert protection package, a $300 dock fee, um, freight. I see all these what they call ads mm-hmm. and it's just packing the bill. Mm-hmm. So by the time you get, and the freight is in the MSRP anyway, so you shouldn't be paying freight twice. But you've got all this stuff that adds up to thousands of dollars. So you got the right. car, thousands of dollars of stuff you didn't ask for, but it came. Window tints, another one. Right. Fancy tires and wheels. And then on, on top of that, you have sales tax and, and license plates. Now, I challenged my daughter last year to go buy a new van for our shuttle bus. And I says, I want you to pay sticker. Mm-hmm. Write the check for the sticker. She says, well, Dad, no one's going to do that. And I said, well, just give it a try. She did it. She actually bought the van at the sticker. So that means they discounted the van on the sticker side to cover license plates and and, uh, and sales tax. Yep. And I thought that was really good. And I'm not sure if she could do it again. And I'm not quite sure how many people can do it. But that's the target I, I go for. So if you want to go into break, we'll go into break. Anyway, it's, th- 40, it's 1043. The lines are open, 602-508-0960. A financial analyst is sought by Green Philly LLC in Phoenix, Arizona 
to evaluate and compare the relative result of various investment strategies in the restaurant industry using tools such as Pivot Table and QuickBooks. Minimum requirements bachelor's degree in accounting or finance or business administration, plus two years of experience in the job offered or as an accountant, manager, or director using Excel spreadsheets, working with pivot tables, VLOOKUP, Excel advanced formulas. Two years experience must include one year of experience in cost or financial analysis. Must have practical knowledge in providing financial analyzing using what-if analysis and decision tree analysis for MS Excel. Must have the ability to use advanced Excel to organize data and create reports based on subsequent data sets. Mail resume to Green Philly LLC, 9831 South 51st Street, Suite D, 134, Phoenix, Arizona, 85044. Whoa, a new digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it, because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? <laughs> it's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. GreenerGadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations. I like that. Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then. Let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? Greenergadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station. 960, The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust and Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Forty-six minutes after the hour of ten o'clock, we're going to be here till noon, so you have a lot of time to call in. But six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty, if you have any kind of car problem, Mike and I are really good at settling arguments between husbands and wives. So the husband says A and the wife says B, and so you can ask us now if you want to switch it and say the wife says this, but really it's the husband that says that. You can kind of do that because we're not going to know the difference. But if you have those kinds of issues, then uh, we can usually settle them in a nice way. Right, Mike? Right. Yeah. So right. anyway, 602-508-0960. Kurtz Automotive is at I-17 in Bell. He's a good guy. I've been around Kurtz for a long time. He has ASE Master Technicians. He works on both gas and diesel. And I tell people that 
but if you need your lawnmower to start or you need your weed eater to start, the Kurt will help you. He called me not too long ago, and he goes, we're doing a lot of weed eaters and lawnmowers. <laughs> <laughs> but really and truly, how hard is it to get spark and fuel in one of those? Right. You know, that's all it takes. Uh, we had to, somebody bring in their lawnmower, and um, and we said, okay, well, you start it. And they pull and pull and pull, and nothing happens. Well, the choke's on. And, well, you got to take the choke off. Where's the choke? Okay. Okay, so we're just going to help you out, dry off the spark plugs, take the choke off, starts right up and runs. Mm-hmm. So this is the first two poles, then you go back to here. So we put a red dot um, where it's not supposed to be, but temporarily. And then we put a green dot where the choke is off. And then that go. way it's easy to determine, you know, where you should be. Mm-hmm. Anyway... There's another shop in town up the street from Kurtz, and this is kind of impressive because these two guys are about two miles apart, but they're really, really good friends. Tom at Action Autos at I-17 in Deer Valley. He's been around since 1983. Keep in mind, Kurtz has been around 1987, so these two guys aren't no spring chickens. Whatever your repairs on, Action Auto is capable of diagnosing, bidding them, and repairing them. That's the process. Actually, it's four-part. It's the customer gives us symptoms, enough to where we can go out and create the symptoms. Then the shop finds the symptoms, diagnoses the symptoms, bid the symptoms, fix the problem, test drive it to make sure it is gone, and then the bill gets written. So there's this long process. And in the middle, you've got to order parts and wait for parts to come in. So there's a long way, but Action Auto Repair's got that handled. I-17 in Deer Valley, the northwest corner, and he's a good guy, and I've known Tom since 1983. 1983, we became friends. Do you remember when John Rang used to sell equipment? Yep. Do you remember the Allen scope versus the Bear scope? Now, Tom worked for John Rang, Mm -hmm. and so he was selling the Allen. And then David something or other, I'll think of his last name, he was the manager that was selling the Bear Mm-hmm. And that was the time, in that was in the early 80s, from 80 to 85, where everybody would come in and they would say, put it on the scope. Mm-hmm. It's as if the scope was going to tell us what's wrong. Right. But you had to interpret the scope. You had to know what it said. Now, there's a V8. We're looking at secondary ignition. Most people don't even know what that is. Mm-hmm. But that's the spark. We have regular, we have 12 volts coming into everything that works. And then we have the spark plugs and we're going to create like an arc welder. So if you look at all those marks on the screen on an eight-cylinder, describe what they look like. No, it almost looks like a heartbeat on a uh, EKG. That that's a good. Uh, that's a great thing. What happens if one of them's a whole bunch lower than the rest? It looks different. And then that cylinder a one eight four three six. That's cylinder six. Yeah, that, that's usually your problem cylinder. If yeah. you see, you have to go there. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at an ignition problem. Mm-hmm. So if it's real high, that shows high resistance. Usually right. the wire's bad or the spark plug's bad. And if it shows real low, then the sparks leaking out before it should. Right. So we're not. We don't have that big full force of electricity to fire it. But the scope didn't tell you that. Right. It just showed you on the screen, mm-hmm. and you better be smart enough to do it. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have one of those? No, I, I uh, saw demos of them, and uh, my my boss at the time looked at it, and he said, no, not for me. And 
we just stayed with the sun scope. Well, and, and, and you're, you're right. There's a lot of us that decided, but those scopes used to go through a comprehensive test. Mm-hmm. So they would do the alternator, the battery, the regulator. Right. Then you'd get it running. You did tailpipe. And then you started amp drawing the alternator. And then you start checking for shorts and draws. We did a lot of work right. to figure out a vacuum leak. Yep. And so all that work on the electrical primary and secondary electrical systems and all that kind of stuff was for nothing. At the end of the day, the equipment had a 50-50 chance of knowing what it was because if there was no input, then you didn't know. But if if you had a high CO level, they would say, okay, well, you got to deal with the CO level. Well, I already know that. I got to trim the amount of fuel that's going out of the tailpipe. And in that case, back then, it was out the tailpipe for vehicle admissions. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the old days, Mike, if you locked yourself in a garage with a 55 Chevy, a <laughs> 60 Ford, a, a 70 Dodge, I don't care, Toyotas and Hondas alike, how long would you be alive with Not the long. tailpipe exhaust? Not long. <laughs> okay, I use the analogy, you're exactly right. You're going to be dead pretty quick. But the newer model cars, you can wrap your lips around. I'm being facetious here. You can wrap your lips around the tailpipe and breathe it for the rest of your life, and you're going to be okay. You starve to death first. Thank you. That's a good thing. Yeah. If you decide to lock yourself in your garage, you're going to starve to death before you die of some kind of an emissions. So we have that technology today. We also have eliminated distributors. Now, folks, you haven't had a good day until you maybe you got bit by a conventional points and condenser ignition 50s and 60s maybe in the middle of the 70s when we came out with electronic ignition it was a little bit bigger of a bite the numbers actually are 13 to 45k mm-hmm. so 13,000 to 45 45 was kind of tough when you got hit with that you'd usually scream right <laughs> <laughs> and, and the worst part would be and now we're up to 80 and 90, mm-hmm. a 90K. So the worst part for me would be, and this happened in one of my texts. I thought it was funnier than heck. So he's leaning over the fender, mm-hmm. and he's working with the secondary ignition, the spark plug wires and, <laughs> and stuff. And he bites, he gets bit, but the only thing that's grounded is the closest thing to a ground is his zipper. Okay. So he's leaning over the fender of the car. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> and that he is, has rubber shoes. That it happens. <laughs> and, and so his hands, and he touches the high mm-hmm. tension, the spark plug wire or the coil or whatever. And normally, if your other hand's on the fender, you're, it's going to go through one hand and the other. You survive, but it mm-hmm. does wake you up. Right. But uh, he's out there yelling, ah, 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 and everybody's going, you know, what happened, what happened? And he, he wasn't going to tell us. Later, he told one of the parts guys, and we have the parts guys put it on the Internet. <laughs> oh, no. Everybody knew it. But 602-508-0960, if you have a car question or a pro- car problem, we're happy to help you. And uh, if you tell us the year, make, and model of the car, and then you tell us what kind of symptoms you have, that's the best. The The issue really is not what the internet says um, we're much better than the internet because we can have a give and take and so and we also live in the same environment as you do so it's kind of hard for a guy that lives in denver colorado to diagnose a car in arizona especially if it's a cold start and so we're we're a little bit better than that when it comes to parts cost there's a lot of people that buy parts on the internet so we went through and we took a day's worth of parts and we bid them on the internet and we bid them however we do it. So 
there was a, a situation where the part cost fifty four seventy nine and we were able to buy it for the tall 30s for a $20 savings. There was a part that was $7.91 my cost and they were at 14.50. So there's and and that goes back and forth, but here's the problem with bringing your own parts. Do you let let people bring their own parts? I'll do it on a one-time basis and just explain why we don't do it. It's mainly the liability. Well, and it's also we're going to put your part on and maybe we still have the same symptom. We have to go in and diagnose the problem in order to clear ourselves. We have to go diagnose it and retest your part. Right. Now, if your part is bad, who pays for us to yeah. diagnose your part is bad? Right. And the difficult part of all of that is is that we really can't say no, but but that's going to be a string of labor that it's un- we're not going to be compensated for. Mm-hmm. And and I had a lady say, and this is very true, she says, you don't know whose fault that is until you figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. And I said, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But I'm going to have to prove to you that your part's bad, and I'm going to have to do it on my dime. Right. So I, I don't want you to bring your own parts, but I like what you said because we do the same thing. Right. You get to bring one part. Right. I tell them, don't let your husband bring a special oil filter. Mm-hmm. Wait until you need an alternator or or a, a, a big water pump or something like that. Use it, you know, yeah. what, 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 for something that's special. Right. Not too long ago, we changed our labor rate, and one of our old customers said, "Isn't there any way you could tell us?" And I says, "It's four dollars." Mm-hmm. I says, "But I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll put in the computer that I'm going to give you a four dollar credit on your next bill." But you should wait for a big bill and not a small bill. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to give you $4 off in the labor, wait till it's five or six or seven hours. Don't take it on an oil change. Right. It's better to wait for the big one. Mm-hmm. So we can work around those kinds of problems because right. we're seasoned and we have gray hair. Right. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. When we come back, we're going to talk cars. We've got another hour to do that. And so it's a good idea. Another thing thing on cars is marks don'ts. Don't read the warning labels. You're tough enough to pull that radiator cap off of that hot radiator. Burns are easily treated with cold water and beer. Wow. <laughs> How many times have you been burnt like coolant? Uh, many times. Once real bad. And, and one of the old guys told me, he said, Mark, he says it's, it's easy not to be burnt by coolant. And I said, I know, you just don't touch it until it cools down. He goes, no, just squeeze the top hose. Mm. If the thing is rock hard yeah. and hot, yeah. then don't open the cap. Yeah. But he says if it's nice and soft and pliable, then it has no pressure and you can gently do it. We used to think, and you were with me, that we'd take five shop towels and put it over the radiator cap and open it. <laughs> Inevitably, you got cooling all over the front of your pants. Yeah. So it was a difficult thing. But there's lots of people that bring the cars in there that they've done the same thing. And... Today, coolant will actually cause paint damage, no so you can, can't yeah. you can't really not do anything about it. So if you take the cap off, you spill coolant, get the hose out and, and wash everything down. Yeah. That's the best thing. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Mike from Mike's Auto, and just a minute, and I've got it here because I wrote it down. Go ahead. I'm at 6844 West Belmont, just south of Northern, west off of 67th Avenue. All righty. So we'll be back right after this. <laughs> 